Hey, teacher friend, and welcome to another episode of the Simply Teach podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring on a teacher friend to talk about simple ways to engage our students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. I'm so glad that you're here. Guys, it's May, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling the May drag. I literally spent the weekend flat out on the couch or in the bed probably slept a total of 25 hours this weekend and I don't know if it's just exhaustion or some kind of something going on but regardless we're in the home stretch and I know what it's like to see the finish line and be ready to tap out right now I get it but that's the purpose of today's episode we're going to talk about some fun and engaging activities you can do with your kids at the end of the year I feel like for me if I can get motivated and excited about something then it's a lot easier for me to motivate my kids it makes me a lot more excited to be at school So today's episode is a round table with two of my teacher friends turned real friends. I met Shelly and Janelle when I joined my school six years ago. They were both fourth grade teachers, and over the past three or four years, they've become more than just work friends. Of course, we do happy hours together after school, but we celebrate birthdays together, hang out at each other's houses, go to wineries together. I'm so grateful for their friendship because I can be so real and honest with them, but we laugh the whole time. Janelle is still a fourth grade teacher, and she brings her expertise in that grade level to the table. Shelly moved down from fourth to second with me for a couple of years and now is back to her roots in kindergarten. So she brings the kinder expertise to the table. And I actually chime in on this week's episode with my knowledge from second and third grade. So we'll talk about activities you can do with the kids as well as our recommendations for starting to pack up your classroom. We had lots of fun recording this show and we only had to start and stop like six different times because everyone was feeling a bit nervous. And we also shared a lot of giggles. My hope is that you'll leave this episode having laughed a bit and with some fresh ideas to incorporate into your end of year routine. Shelly and Janelle, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast. Hi. Hi, thanks for having us. Okay, Shelly and Janelle are two of my teacher work friends, and they are here today, and we're going to do a different roundtable type podcast talking about the end of the year. But first, I want you all to introduce yourselves. So who wants to go first? Okay, Shelly. Okay. My name is Shelly White. Um, I've been a teacher for 14 years. Um, I've taught kinder for 10 and then um, took a break in between there to teach second grade for two years and fourth grade for two years. And I'm Janelle Puckett, and I've also been teaching for 14 years. I taught first grade, then kinder for a lot of years, and then fourth grade for... Maybe five or six. I don't know. I always count. Kinder for a lot of years. A lot of years. <laughs> That's my technical term. That's why I don't teach math. Um, and since I'm going to be sharing stuff on the podcast today, I'm Kelly, obviously. And I've been teaching for six years, second and third grade. So that's kind of where my experience is coming from. I was thinking you could kind of take the kinder first stuff. Mm-hmm. I would talk second, third, and you would talk fourth, fifth grade level type stuff. Got it. Sound good? Fantastic. Okay, so I want us to talk today about end of year activities. So a lot of my listeners are new to profession teachers, and I want to give them some ideas of things they could do with their kids now that the year is winding down, especially once testing is over for the older grades. So let's just do round robin, go in a circle, sharing an idea, how we've implemented it in our class, and then Go to the next person. Sounds good. Okay. Do you want to go first since you're kinder and first? No, she can go first this time. <laughs> we'll go backwards. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here's the thing. I had to rack my brain to think about, like, what do we do fun in fourth grade? Because I feel like I teach up until, like, the last day I'm still teaching because there's so much to do. So it was hard for me to come up with, what do we do? So I asked my team because I thought, what do we do? I don't know. What do we do? And um, they reminded me that, you know, even though we're done with star testing, then we have the whole round of end of year DRA testing that we Mm -hmm. have to do. And I teach um, four different sections and um, within two languages. So I end up DRA testing about 35 or 40 kids and my partner EDL test which is the Spanish version of DRA she does that so we have lots of testing to do and so what we do is a lot of project-based stuff that they're just independent working 
and I try to think of some of the things we do. One of the things that we did was like um, doing a book report because we haven't done an official book report. So they would do a book report and they were given different formats of how they could present it, you know, a book cover, an online presentation. They could do a play, however they wanted to present it. I've done in the past, um, as a writing teacher, their last paper is usually um, the, a fun paper, an adventure story. And so they do the adventure story, and then they present it. I don't even know what it's called because I'm not very high tech. But it's where you have that white piece of paper, you film it, and they do it on a series of white piece of paper, and then you just take one of the white pieces of paper away as you film it. So it's like a slide, but if I say a slide and that seems like a Google thing, and it's not. It's just you videotape it with the white sheet of paper. So is it like different pictures on each paper? Yes, and story. And so it's like you're telling the story, and then they take that piece of paper away, and then the next piece of paper, and it's, you stack them, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they present their paper that way. Okay, so then I'll talk next, and I'll talk about second and third grade. So one thing that I've done for math is geometry. I feel like it's kind of a unit we the kids really enjoy because it's really hands-on. So I've done either a geometry book where the kids uh, get magazines and I give them like a big piece of construction paper with, I guess, like computer paper inside. And um, they, on each different page, I give them like different things they have to find, like a rubric of different things they have to find in the magazines. And then they go through, look through the magazines, cut them out, just kind of an interactive. Again, it's something, a project that they can do while a teacher's testing for end-of-year stuff or cleaning out her classroom or emptying out file cabinets. So that's something that I've done for math. Okay, do you have kinder first? Yep. Okay. Okay, so kinder and first. One thing I like to do to keep them engaged is starting their end-of-year book. Um, It's probably not very original. A lot of people do that. Um, But at this stage, they're um, able to write more and read more and They love talking about themselves, so anything that um, gets them thinking about um, the year, we'll talk about, um, you know, our favorite field trips and our favorite um, things that we've done at school and and our best friends and and, um, things that they learned and books that they've read. Um, One thing I like to do um, to get them, you know, instead of just sitting them on the carpet and um, asking them, you know, okay, well, what was your favorite field trip this year? What was your favorite thing that we did? Um, I like to use one of the Kagan strategies, which I get mixed up on all the names of them, of them, but, um, you know, they, one thing that they really, really love is walking around the room to music, um, pairing up and kind of talking about that. So, um, I have a pretty active class this year, so getting them up and moving a lot is really helpful. Um, and getting them talking to each other it helps a lot because they're very talkative. Um, you know, we'll, we'll pick a page in the book and, and talk about it that way, and then they'll have some fresh ideas and go back to their, um, their table and write about it. Um, so that's just one thing that we do. Another thing that we do the last about 10 days of school is blow up, you know, balloons um, with little activities inside of them and hang them up on the board or whatever. And um, <clears throat> each day we'll pop a balloon, and it's usually something that's um, fun, not so much, uh, you know, a learning activity necessarily, but it could be anything from, um, you know, bringing chalk to school and, and going outside to write with chalk or bubbles, or um, if it's something like bring a game from home, we'll pop the balloon, uh, you know, the day before and tell their parents, you know, they can bring a favorite movie or game. I said game, not movie. <laughs> They'll, um, you know, bring their favorite game from school, from home. Um, and then another thing I really enjoyed doing, and this, well, really this can be done at any, I, I've done it with fourth grade and second grade and kinder, um, are minute to win it games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those long days where, even though, like Janelle said, like we're still teaching too, because there's things that we've missed and things we need to review. And, you know, we want to try to get in everything that we can. So, you know, those days that seem long and you know they're done and we're done and and mentally all done. And um, so something fun and, you know, just doesn't require a lot of brain work. Just some simple minute-to-win-it activities. So. 
Okay, you talked about the balloon thing, and it made me think about one of my friends. Shout out to Amanda, who she does the balloon thing, but she puts a kid's name in each balloon. Mm -hmm. And then whichever, like whenever you pop the balloon, whoever's name gets picked or whoever's name is in there, they get to, I guess, like sit at the, I'm looking it up on Instagram, her post, um, VIL table. I'm guessing very important learner table. I don't know. But, like, the VIP table or whatever um, to use special supplies, be the classroom manager or line leader. Or you could even, like, tie it in with the Minute to Win It games. And they, you know, if you play one a day, they get to to pick the Minute to Win It game that the class plays that day. But I thought that was a fun way to, like, incorporate. Because I've done the balloon thing, too. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a fun change-up. That is fun. I was thinking they could do it... um pick one of the activities like if the teacher had the chalk and the bubbles already Mm -hmm. provided and just other things but um I don't know if that would get too repetitive unless you had several activities yeah already planned like you pop a balloon and the child whose name is in it is able to pick it pick what game they play you know yeah or what activity they do I kind of like that idea yeah okay do you have another fourth and fifth grade (laughs) idea um sure we, so, um, end of year is a great time to do a read aloud. And so, um, this year I did a read aloud earlier in the year because I tried to coordinate it with the movie Wonder when it was coming out. Um, but I'm getting ready to do another one for end of year. I just haven't figured out which one we're doing. But even in fourth grade, even in fifth grade, they love to be read to. I, at first, I thought, when I first moved up to fourth, I thought, they're not going to want to be read to. They literally, I sit in my rocking chair, and they sit in front of me. And I don't read very much a day because we have other things we have to get done. But inevitably, when I close the book, they're like, oh, no, read more, read more. So um, an end-of-year um, activity could be a read-aloud, but then we stayed after school one day and had a wonder party. And so we were in the library, and we all watched the movie together, and then we had a big um, green screen that we projected Augie on, and then the kids got to take their picture with Augie, and we made um, some bookmarks of wonder and just kind of tried to incorporate, and we were able to do it across the whole grade level. The whole grade level read it, which was nice because, you know, you end up, if you partner teach or I four-way teach, those kids get to see each other, but we don't really get to socialize much with the other kids, so... That was a really fun activity that we did mid-year, but we're going to do again at the end of year. Yeah, I like to do chapter read-alouds at the end of the year. I mean, I like to do them throughout the whole year, but I like them especially at the end of the year because I do a lot of Kagan in my room, and I feel like by this point in the year, I can do some of the higher-level Kagan things, like the fan and pick with higher-level thinking questions and you know, really getting them to talk about the book and um just like more in-depth concepts in the book. Okay, I'm going to talk about, so something I'm going to do this year, I've never done this before, but I want to try it, is I've been saving their writing all year long. Every, you can see in my classroom back there, I've got those big brown bags, and every writing piece we've done, I've stuck it in there. And so probably within the next two weeks or so, I'm going to pull them down. Kids are going to go through and pick out their favorite writing piece that they did this year and then we're going to go back and re-go through the editing process and revising process and then publish it again even nicer and this idea is actually from my friend Amanda again too but she did last year like a I don't even remember what she called it but she everybody got to pick one piece that they were proud of and then invite one person that they wanted to hear their writing and invite them into the classroom so it was like a, a a parent or an old teacher or a grandparent or whatever and that kid gets to go sit in the chair and they had like a cute little setup with flowers and balloons and they got to read their piece to the class and to you know the person that is really special to them so I think that might be kind of fun because I've tried to make writing a priority this year my kids um present their writing after every piece of writing and it's really interesting to watch. Even in fourth grade, they're so afraid. Maybe when they're younger, they wouldn't be as afraid. Mm-hmm. But boy, are they afraid to present in front of um, their class. And they really do work through the process because we do it so often mm-hmm. that they do um, work through that. And most of them are 
at the point now where they're excited to present and mm-hmm. they're confident when they're up there reading. Um, I guess maybe it's fourth grade, but I'm just thinking if they had outsiders in and other teachers in, mm-hmm. they would just shut down on me. And yeah. that's, so that's awesome that they can still do it with younger kids. Well, I don't maybe know. I'm, maybe I'm not giving my kids enough credit. I just Maybe know I'm when... giving my kids too much credit. <laughs> no, there's still younger ones that kind of shut down. You can tell yeah. the really shy ones still get up there, even in front of their yeah. class. Get up there and but I wonder if we do, like, a couple practice run-throughs. Yes. You know? Like, maybe. maybe we should. And I also think it's in how you sell it. Like, I think if I try to sell it as, like, this, you know, look at how much you've learned and grown and try to, like, spin it really positive and, like, let's do a dress rehearsal and, you know, like, right. that kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure. in front of the whole class plus the people they invited in. That That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. But I don't so know. I wonder if you could do everyone at the same time and their special person comes in um and they present and then if someone yeah like they go to a corner of the room uh-huh. or somewhere in the hall or library or whatever and kind of present that to, to that one or two you know yeah one person or whatever but the kids that don't have someone maybe another adult would mm-hmm. let them come along or even you could be or that's another what teacher. you did a movie what if you recorded them Hmm. And then you could record them all doing the movie, and then you could invite all the adults in for a movie movie day. Yeah. But the movie day is them presenting their work. So the nervousness of having to present it is um, over. Mm-hmm. And if they mess up, you know, they can you can just keep trying it right. again until they get it right. You know, it might take them four or five times, but one of them is going to be good. So then you could edit it all into one long movie, and then you could have popcorn if it's after 2 o'clock. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you could, you know, you could have all these oh, adults in and, um, you know, like have a... Yeah, but I kind of also want them to have to, like, learn to speak publicly. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like, that's also kind of something that they have to, I mean... Yeah. You know, like, you go I remember Tell going... Tell me how that works, because my kids, like, if an adult, you know, if admin walks in mm-hmm. or whatever, they're like... They freeze up. Yeah. If they're yeah. presenting now, yeah. you know, when I want them to be quiet. No, no of course the, not. Sit at the floor and talk amongst themselves. They don't have a problem with that. But, you know, if they're presenting, all of a sudden they're, like, super quiet. Yeah. I mean, I get that, because I freeze up in front of people, too. <laughs> okay, Shelly. Any Boston. other end of year? You know, I kind of had one that just came to mind, but it's it's something that well, I didn't do it last year, but it's part of something that I well, something that I did. You remember last year at my party, I had um, well, a friend of mine and me, we made this the hot air balloon, yes, like out of the box so and the paper on the floor, like the sky <coughs> and on the wall. And I got the balloons, and it said, oh, the places you'll go. Well, I'm wondering if, like, well, at my school, we're working on um, an end-of-the-year <coughs> slideshow um, for the parents, the whole kinder. And on Monday, we're having the kids dress up as something they want to be when they grow up. But maybe making that into a writing piece that the kindergartners can, uh, or first graders or whatever, um, could do. And then take a picture in the little hot air balloon mm-hmm. with their little career outfit. I don't know. I that, that hot air balloon cute. thing was so cute. But whenever I find it, I, yeah, you need to send it to me again because I I remember I tried to post on my Instagram last year when mm-hmm. you did it, but it was when Instagram was still like you couldn't resize the photo. Yeah. To, do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I remember you trying to do that. So I it. bet I could get it on there now because I you mean can I found it off Pinterest. So it wasn't like an original <laughs> idea. <laughs> hey, girl. But it was cute. Um, I'm looking at my list of things. One other thing I did, I only did this my first year in third grade, and it was kind of a disaster. I think third grade, like, wasn't quite ready for it. So I think fourth or fifth could do it. But I had them create their own math game. So I had written that down about, um, because I did it in second grade. Oh, did it go well in second grade? No, I did it in fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, because it was when I was teaching just math. For higher level students, because I know one in second grade, who created her own game in one of their, they have a... um, She's talking about her really brilliant daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They have something called Fit Time. They, you know, kind of like what we did a few years ago when we tried to um, divide the kids up by levels and and do that special hour where we would do some kind of enrichment with them. And they spent weeks on it, just creating their own game. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I think hers was something about math, and it was based off of Candyland. And it was this, like, I mean, she made all of the games off of, um, from re- or all of the pieces. She made all of the pieces from recycled material. Um, so is it like a 3D game? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a big candy palace, but. Well, and that brings up a really good point, like, because I do think the end of the year is a great time for a lot of project-based yeah. stuff. So you could even make, like, a menu board mm-hmm. with, you know, nine different or six different activities, whatever. And that could be something on there for those higher level kids in second grade or third grade. And then, you know, you have a book report on this, you know, paper that you already, like a handout or something that's a little bit more for kids who maybe aren't like ready to think outside the box that much or whatever. (laughs) Now you got me thinking of other end of year ideas. I know. Like once we started talking, I feel like we started coming up. So do you have more ideas? I mean, no, it's just making me think more about my classroom now because this year I have higher students mm-hmm. and I have kids that are ready. And I've set them out, a couple of them, you know, away or out in the hallway to like, not like I set them out in the hallway, but, you know, like they've worked on projects and and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah just giving them those opportunities. Well, and something I made, you saw them, the stem bins that I made, um, I'll link to them in the show notes because you can buy them off Teachers Pay Teachers. But um, I'm thinking even that would be like I could make a menu board and that could be mm-hmm. an an item on there. They're like different little buckets with tools in them, yeah. Play-Doh, whatever. Most of the teachers at my school have it. Well, kindergarten at my school is big on that. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't gotten all of them together. Right. So but that um, use them a lot. That and then like... On top of it, they can do a writing piece to go with whatever it is that they created. I just got, like, vertigo crazy. Okay, so let's move on and um, wrap up by talking about packing up the classroom. Because in elementary, I feel like, at least in my experience, probably about a month out is you start going through things, cleaning out, and kind of start packing packing up. Apparently not in fourth grade. <laughs> well, most people not do. in any grade for her. <laughs> I How late do you wait? The day, the last day of school. What? You'll walk into my classroom you and it'll will. look exactly. You'll go in there and. You'll be okay, like, so oh why God, do you I do that? Janelle gets <laughs> this done, but she does it every year. She's why do you a do that? Worker. Um, because I don't know. I don't have time to deal with it until then. Like, I'm still teaching. I told you, I teach up until the day of. I don't have time to be going through files, and I don't have time to be packing anything. I still have kids. I have testing. I have projects. I have grades. I have everything to do, and I just don't have time. And, yeah, most people think, how on earth is she going to get it done? And Every year. Every year it's been done. I mean, for 14 years I've done it. So I may start earlier this year now that I've listened to this podcast and... (laughs) That's some good advice to start sooner. Okay, well, here's... Okay, you're probably not going to do it, but I'll give it to you anyways. <laughs> but, like, so right now when we're recording this, we've got, what, like, six weeks of school left? Five? I think six. Yeah. I think five, because we're on week six right now. Yeah. Um, but I start going through my files on my computer and deleting stuff from that, like, I haven't used or just cleaning out my files. Why? You have unlimited storage. No, you don't. On I'm Google. A... It says the goo oh, in the loo. in the Google. The, the goo in the loo? Yes, it says you have unlimited storage on the Google. Okay, but I'm talking about my, my drive on... Like your U drive. Because that's the thing. I don't use that. I only use oh. my Google. Okay, but here's the thing is you have to stay on top of... <laughs> you have to stay on top of your stuff because... I'm totally on top but of my stuff. But if you ever leave... Hayes, the district. Yeah, so you, you're oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, Google. but I can copy oh, my Google. Just Google it. You can. I don't I know can what talk, I said. Copy it to my uh, my. Your hard drive. My no, my home Google. I have mm. two Googles. But your home I'm Google, like your Google home Google master. doesn't have unlimited storage. Our our school Google yes. does because the school pays for it. Yeah. Which also sure. makes me think to get a external hard drive for any teachers listening. I do. I I got one yeah. when I moved campuses too. I thought that was really important because I can't access, you know, this school's oh, T yeah. drive now. So I mean, even I don't know. I mean, if I logged into your computer, I would assume that I could only 
I don't know, get mine, but yeah. But I do this. I I've done the same thing on my folders. I'll try to organize them, and I've also, um, what was I going to say? I've also made like beginning of the year folders for the mm-hmm. next year, and typed up lists of things that I need or want to do for next year, um, teaching ideas or behavior ideas. Um, I've taken pictures of my room, mm-hmm. which I really don't even ever go back go and back look at. No, because I change it. So you time. start with your electronic files. So I usually start with my electronic files. And you talking about the list, that's the other thing I usually mm-hmm. do about this time is I, I have a little notepad, but it, there was like a little note right here that was like for next year. And mm-hmm. I just start writing down like just anything that comes to mind that I want, like, um, I need new daily five cards for my daily five rotations. I don't like them. So that's something on there. I don't need to do it right now, but it's just, I know at the beginning of the year, I'm going to have forgotten about that. So I just keep a list of things I need to do. And then, like you said, mm-hmm. ideas like focuses that I want to, I want to focus on. Um, I and then better than me. I don't even think of that. And then I start going through my filing cabinet, which, Shelly, I know that you are great at going through your filing cabinet. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I start going through there and cleaning that out. what I did the other day? No, what'd you do? I told you I I was going to text you a picture, and I pulled out the first drawer and pulled out the second drawer, pulled out the third drawer, and it started tilting over. (laughs) It was so heavy. I caught it. Yeah. Obviously, or else it would have hit my desk. Yeah. That could have been dramatic. But yeah, I start... my Kinder files. See, mm-hmm. you need to get rid of that. Your unlimited storage, put it on the Google. But they're paper. <laughs> but, what, but what do you need them for? Well, to get Have you to... used them in the last five or six years? No. But what if they stick me in Kinder? This gonna stuff's go... going to change. You're stuff's going to change. I'm never... Anyway, I'm in a testing grade. I'm stuck for life. <laughs> <laughs> I could just... Get rid of my kinder stuff. Okay, well, for people who aren't, like, 14 years deep into their, <laughs> like... Mine's not as bad. Um, I I mean, and I think probably teachers coming up now, like, new teachers, are in such a digital age that I would imagine they don't have very much. I mean, I literally have one, one drawer of my filing cabinet full of files. Like, everything no. could be condensed into one. Are you serious? Yeah. I have those four filled, plus the two that are installed mm-hmm. in the cabinet. Okay, well, I guess we need to... same with me, plus little crates, because I have no storage. Well, it sounds like we need to do an <laughs> operation organization on filing cabinets. Okay, so what else do y'all have for packing up the classroom at the end of the year? So, one thing that I do, because my library is in a bookshelf, and it has to be packed up, taken down, packed up, taken down, and I have a lot of books, because I'm a language arts teacher... So I buy those tough, tough tote, totes, but I buy the half size, or I guess they're kind of like a three-quarter size because... But like Rubbermaid type? The Rubbermaid ones, um, because I, they're all the same size, and they're the half size, or three-quarter, whatever it is, um, because the books get so heavy, you can't hardly even move these. Mm-hmm. And so I have the same six tubs, and I put all my books in and then I take and when I put them in I put them in with the spines up so that I can see, so it just makes a line do you organize them yeah I put them in organized like, like right. by their um, category that they're in your library in? yes yeah. so I put them in in that section and I put them in and then I store them over the summer I take them all out put them back in the same exact order and I stack all six tubs in one stack and I put it under my um, blue desk over there and it just stays mm-hmm. and then I get it out you know and then one thing I learned this year which I know you already do but it was a new revelation to me was because we had that water damage mm-hmm. we had to unpack our, our cabinets then we had to repack our cabinets then we had to unpack our cabinets and we had to repack our cabinets I still haven't repacked my cabinets that's a problem <laughs> gotta get to that I have five weeks left to pack my cabinets so that I can pack them up for the summer but um what I did was everything in my cabinets now is in some kind of a tote or crate or box. And so it makes it a lot easier to pack and repack when it's already in something. Mm-hmm. So that was something I learned this year that I've never done before. Well, and then you can stack the... I found that I can get more in my cabinets when they're in boxes and bins because I can stack them on top of each mm-hmm. other, you know. What about you, Shelly? 
you'll have to tell me about those boxes again because I do organize my books, but I put them in the big 18-gallon the bins and some of them. <laughs> the are. one with wheels on it? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Mine at least has wheels on it. I'm like, sorry, custodians. No. Someone told me once that I need to get rid of a lot of my books. Was that me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I think I did get rid of a lot of my chapter books whenever I knew I wasn't going back to fourth grade. But um, the biggest thing that I do now that I have that I I hadn't done before is try to purge things, you know, just for, um, I guess, to be organized the next year. Because mm-hmm. when you're unpacking all this stuff and you're like, oh, crap, I haven't used that in so long or even packing it up. Um, I mean, it's hard to get rid of stuff sometimes, but, if you know, if you're not using them, then you know, give it away or throw it away. Yeah. No. There was one more thing that I thought and I couldn't remember I was going to tell you. Oh, okay. One thing also that I found is helpful is making a box that's ju- a box and a file that is just for beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Like things that you know you're going to use the beginning of the year, um, activities you're going to do, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's been very helpful. So I'm I not searching for them. A girl, she's actually going to be on the podcast at the end of the month. Her name is Michelle. And she, I've like never thought of this. And she keeps a box of like, you know, because it's hard to like pack up your desk like a week before school's over. But, you know, because you still need stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. she has a box that she keeps on her desk of like everything, like scissors and tape and stuff. So she can pack up her desk, but she's still got like her go-to items and I was like that's a good idea yeah she that's had always my last thing to pack I think yeah is my desk usually just because of that yeah that's a good idea um okay anything else I'm not very good at those kinds of things <laughs> it gets done it gets done I think just start early too a little I'm gonna things. start, start early. early yeah little things so that you're not spending the last couple of days like in a panic trying to pack things and especially Mm -hmm. if you're gonna move rooms too yeah well and this year I'm glad that the star test is later so before the tars test the star test was so early in the year that I could not imagine having my room just blank and empty for yeah six weeks yeah but now we've pushed it back so far that I think this year I'm gonna do something new and different instead of covering everything on my walls I think I'm gonna take it down yeah like that's new for me because I've always just covered it that's what I was thinking too just like start taking down anchor charts for things that you're not using anymore you know leave up the bare minimum I mean it makes it kind of sad because then it feels like less homey that's why kind of sterile but also I want to be out by you know, that last day when we yeah. have to come in, I'm like, I want to be in and out. Mm-hmm. And See, I always am here that whole last day. I don't leave till like 3 o'clock that last day. Mm. So there's why, how well, I get it done. Then you can start early, and that way you can be done. I know, I'm going to And then to we can go to, like, year. brunch or something. I feel inspired. I'm going to, like, start taking stuff down. That's what I do. Come here yeah. the last day when we have to come in, just do last few things, then take off and go do something fun. Yeah. Go shop. Okay. Okay, so let's wrap up with our last three questions. Everybody's biggest pet peeve in teaching. I don't remember this question on your other. It's on every podcast. Okay, fine. Biggest pet peeve? Yeah. Pet peeve in what? In teaching. In teaching? Pet peeve in yeah. teaching. I know, I can't really think of one either. Um, I kind of thought of one, but you think some more. I... Okay, my biggest pet peeve is when kids come up and tap me. I cannot stand that. I, I turn around, I look at them, I said, I, this is my response every time, I don't teach kindergarten for a reason. <laughs> I have one that comes up and he taps my arm so hard and I'm like, just leave me alone for a second. I don't say that to him, obviously, but one thing I've taught my own child, which I've tried to teach them too, is if you need me and I'm busy or talking, like, put your hand on my arm or just, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. to be patient. That would yeah. drive me nuts. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm, you have 20 kids. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I don't know. One at a time. But I don't know. I hate that too. Yeah. 
Okay, pet peeve. Um, oh, I know. I can't stand it when I'm talking and the kids try to finish my sentence. And so, I don't know if it's because I'm in fourth and little kids don't do that, but I have a couple of kids this year that are always finishing my sentence. And I'm like, no, that's not what I was going to say. And then I lose my train of thought because I'm old and I forget. <laughs> like, you can't interrupt me when I'm, like, on a train and, they like, you stop me and I can't do uh-huh. it. So then they try and fit. Oh, it's just, it drives me nuts. Or when they try to correct you. Yes, but I'm never wrong, so that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly Peppy. Okay, Peppy with the students or anything? Other. Okay, I'm, I'm sure I've done this before, but... One of my pet peeves, I think, is when adults talk in this high-pitched, squealy voice to the kids. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I just, ugh, it irks me. I've started noticing lately, I'm like, listen, like I, you know, you can hear yourself talk, mm-hmm. and I like hear myself say things certain, way, certain ways, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound so annoying. Yeah. So I'm trying to work on it. I can think of just one year that that happened that someone nearby every day to her students or his students you don't know <laughs> <laughs> to their students you know speaking in this I can't even do it because I'm half losing my voice but you know this high pitch like good morning how are you and you want them to be cheerful mm-hmm. I mean you want to be cheerful to them and and you know welcome them warmly but, but not fake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Tone it down a little bit. <laughs> I think also I'm sure the kids can pick up on it too when it's fake. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I think I'm sometimes sure. that, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What's keeping everybody sane right now? Who says I'm sane? <laughs> <laughs> what, what measuring tool are you using? Okay. What's keeping you going right now? It can be, like, a mindset thing, an actual thing. I don't have anything good. Like, I want to be able to say some big inspirational, like, the love for the love of children. I don't have anything. No. Like, yeah, wine. Like, do you have a favorite wine anybody's loving right now? I've been loving Malbec wines. But I don't have a favorite, like, brand yet. I don't know. We've been testing them out. (laughs) (laughs) I think we might have to go test a few after this. We might. I mean, I did actually write some good things down. Yes, you, you, you shared, go. Shelley, because okay. you're awesome. Inspire us. I think what really keeps me sane is having, you know, one or two friends that you can come to. You know, I know at the beginning of the year it was rough for me because I moved to a new campus, and I felt like I didn't have anyone. But since then, you know, I've made connections with a few people, and it's nice to have them. And then um, what you said about mindset, I think it is a mindset, and Sometimes I just have to tell myself, like, suck it up or, you know, deal with it or, or you know, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Like, seriously, I've said something like that in my mind a couple times. So, or wine. <laughs> wine works just Let's as- be real. That's, like, the most. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I think for me it's just... Like I said, I literally keep teaching till the last day, and I think that helps me get through because once you have that short-timers kind of mentality or, like, this year's over, kind of, it just, mm-hmm. once that hits, I'm, it's a downhill slide. So I just, like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Until, like, it's over. So I think that helps. Well, I'm going to go super, like, superficial. Um, I've been reading a lot lately because we went on a trip last week. So I like got back into my reading kick and the author's name is Leanne Moratari or something like that. She's the author of Big Little Lies, which I think is like a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm reading that one right Pretty now. Pretty Little Liars? No, Big Little Lies. Oh, oh yes. Um, I think Nicole Kidman maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I know. know what you're talking about. But I'm in the middle of that book right now. Um, and it's pretty good, but I just finished what Alice forgot. And it was like one of, like, I finished it because we were on the beach literally in like a day and a half. It was like 600 pages. Wow. It was like a cheesy, like a cheesy. Oh, it was so cheesy. Like, or it was like, I mean, I like those, but it was like, she wakes up, she fell on the, at the gym floor, wakes up, 
she's lost the last 10 years of her life, like her memory. She thinks she's pregnant, but then like she slowly starts finding out that she's, you know, 39 and not 29 and she has kids and she's going through divorce and just, you know, like, Uh it's like, I don't know. I can't. Like, I need books that I can, like, escape into a whole yeah. other world. and Or just a mindless TV show. Yeah. You know, I've been oh, doing when Audible. you get a chance to. Shit's Creek. You watched you, it, right? No. I thought you I did. Yeah, no. I think I've watched the first episode. Okay, well, anybody listening, yes, that's the word you heard me say. But it's S-C-H-I-T-T-S. <laughs> I did tell my chiropractor about it this morning. <laughs> Because we were just talking about shows, and I was like, my friend has recommended this show, and I haven't watched it, but I know I need to. Yeah. I'll do it this summer when there's time. Yeah. I have a kid. There's no time when you have a kid. I can imagine. I don't watch TV at all. Like, I'd be one of those people that don't have a TV. But I have been doing Audible, like, books on tape. Mm-hmm. I've gone through, like, I'm on book seven in a series now. Wow. I know, because I just... It's that whole series? series that I told you about. That oh, you told me the fairy tale series with the Hagenheim Castle and the. All the How family. many books are in the series? I think there's only eight. I don't know oh, okay. what I'm gonna do when I. But I like literally, am just flying through them. I had all these credits saved up in Audible and. Do now you just listen <laughs> like? I don't know why I made a phone <laughs> with my hand. But do you just listen like on the way to work? No. Well, yes, I listen to them, but not just then. I listen when I'm at home because we I don't turn on the TV, so mm-hmm. there's no competing sound. Yeah. And I listen to it to go to bed. I set my little timer and I put it by my phone and it tells me a good night story and I listen to it. <laughs> I'm just like a little kid. Read me a story. Okay, the princess right now. So Is the, it an adult book? It is. Okay. It's, well, it's just, I know, but it's just set else. in the that time yeah. period. So, and you know, they have the knights and the dukes and the yeah. you know, those are fun. The, yeah, the ladies of the castle and fantasy. So. Yes, but it's and it's a love story, and so that's always good. Actually, I hated love stories. Hated love stories till I started um, listening to this. Started listening to this. This huh. is the first love story I've ever liked. I was wow. going to say, um, I don't know why I didn't say this before, but I've been listening to podcasts in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that just kind of puts me in a good mood because they're like, how do you describe them? I don't know. You know the ones I listen to. Yeah, let's list like, off the ones we listen to because those are good. Self-help? I don't know. Yeah, they're you? like, they're Christian they're encouragement. Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christian and encouragement um, and women. Yeah. You know, so... Obviously, Jamie Ivy. Happy is hour. The one. Yeah, happy hour. That's right. I need and to give you I need to give you another one. Yeah. Um, oh, I loved those ones that are Which ones? The um like the murder mystery type, but they're oh. real. What was that one that we listened to that um, uh, Dear John maybe? No. Dear John. I don't know. No, dear something. I don't remember. I'm trying to look it up. I don't have it on my on the library thing anymore, but um, I've been listening to all these. Yeah, that looks like my same podcast feed. So, if you're a mom, mom's struggling well. She's hilarious and so real. Can I name them? Mm-hmm. Do you want me go. to name them? No, go, because I'm going to pull up mine. Um, the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, Thriving, Be- Thriving Beyond Belief. So, that is um, Cheryl Scruggs. Like Cheryl Scruggs Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think so, yeah. Um, and then some of Jen Hatmaker's, and then God-Centered Mom, which is um, Heather McFadden. And they're all people that have been on Jamie Ivey's podcast. Yeah. But there's more. I know there's more, and I can't pull them Go up. Go right out. here. I don't know how to do that. Go to your library. And Shows. Oh. Oh, Dirty John. Dirty John was Oh, the I one. never listened to that yeah. one. So, so I guess I need to go listen. That sounds terrible. I know. Well, it was about the, and it's all real. It's like you're listening to, um, uh, you know, what are those news shows? The Dateline. Date, oh, I hate or whatever. those shows. No, I love it. I hate those. And it, My mom watches those murder shows. Th- well, this one was about this, you know, rich older woman who was divorced. Her kids were, um, you know, it, this was a mindless one, a mindless mm-hmm. podcast, podcast, but her kids were grown and she met this man online and. Um, he ended up being, you know, crazy. I won't tell all the details, but 
um, oh, S Town. Yeah, you S-town's told me about good. that one. Yeah, I'm trying the to remember the one teach podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm trying to think the one I just finished. Up and Vanished. That one was really good. Okay. Um, I listened to Dear Daughters, which there's a couple in there. I know I've told you about that one before. There's a couple that I think you should listen to. I'll yeah. show you. I'll show you later. I can't. I mean, really, for me, I have to look at who they're interviewing and look at the yeah. show notes because there's some I'm like okay, I'm not I'll interested. listen to it because I've been listening to this one every week but then it just I have to make a connection with it yeah. unless it's some mindless you know I've also been listening to Ear Hustle which is really good it's like oh, you told me. it's produced by people in prison and they like talk about life in prison it's really interesting um Glorious and the Mundane with Christy Knuckles is another really good one and the Bible binge, have I told you that one? Yeah, you tell me about both of those. Um, the Bible binge is kind of funny because it's these two people, they talk about the Bible stories. Oh, but that's right, that's right. it's like, they tell it as if it was like a movie. And so like, they make fun, but not in like a making fun way. They just tell the story in a lighthearted, like, I don't know, I really like it. Okay, so that's what we're listening to podcast-wise. Shelly, I've turned Shelly on to a podcast listener. You have, whenever I, you told me all about it, I couldn't get into it at first. I think just the longer drive helps. To work, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Quick, favorite kid moment. Funny or sweet? Anything. I'll go first. Okay. Mine's the banana story. So I had this little boy who's such a punk, but I love him. He's, like, going to forever be in my heart. And all of a sudden, my kids are like, hey, uh, Miss Buckteen, your banana's missing. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even realize, whatever. So I go, sure enough, my banana's missing. And I'm like, there. that was kind of a rough year with a lot of behavior kids. So I'm like, guys, my banana's missing. I need my banana. Like, I made a huge deal out of this banana. And um, if anybody knows anything about my banana, like, I need you to come tell me. And this little boy keeps, like, looking up at me, like, kind of suspiciously. And but I'm like, no, you're too sweet. Like, you couldn't have taken that. So anyways, this little girl comes up and... She's like, hey, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I saw him take your banana. And so I called him out in the hallway, and I was like, hey, man, did you take my banana? And he kind of, like, looks down. I said, I need you to be honest. If you tell me the truth, I won't call mom. We won't go to the principal. But if I find out you did, like, he said, I took your banana. And I was like, why did you take my banana? And he's, like, kicking his foot on the ground, like, waving his head. He's like, I was hungry. (laughs) And it just, like, it was so sweet. And I said, when, like, Oh, because I threatened them that I would open their backpacks and look in to see the banana peel because it wasn't in the trash can. And I was like, well, where's the banana peel? Like, And he was like, I, I ate it in Miss Cuevas's room, and I threw it away in there. <laughs> and I just Aww. thought it was so funny. He stole my banana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he would have just told me he wanted my banana. I would have given it to him. <laughs> okay, any other? Yeah. Okay. So a few years ago, it was kindergarten, and I had a student that was, you know, kind of quirky and awkward. Um, anyway, he, um, you'd remember. So he, he was like that cute, just cute little skater boy type with the spiky hair and Vans tennis shoes and, you know, whatever cool band t-shirt, you know, five-year-old. And he's sitting on the carpet and all of a sudden he, I think I was, it was like the Bell had just rung. I just called the kids to the carpet, and he was maybe on his way to the carpet, and I was at my door talking to another teacher, and he goes, oh, I pooped. <laughs> and I'm like, well, go to the nurse. And so he gets up, and he's hopping down the hallway, like from one foot to another, hopping back and forth. And he goes, and he's going down the hallway. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. All the way down the hallway. And me and the other teacher just cracking up laughing the whole entire time. I just, that was years ago. I've never, I never, I'll never forget that. Little boy. Yep. Janelle stories. I don't remember. (laughs) I'm too old to remember. You gotta have one. Do I have to have one? No. Janelle's evil. She has no favorite kid moments. I laugh with my kids all the time, but then I just like to set it up. It's like one of those things that it's probably funnier when, when it happened yeah. than like about a sweet one. A sweet one? Okay, your kids are old enough. Have you ever had a kid like invite you to a graduation or? I had a, one of my kindergartners um, 
invite me to her quinceanera last year, and I didn't, I ended up not being able to go, but I was just, it was so sweet, because she is, she was a kindergartner, and she's now having her quinceanera, and so that was sweet. Yeah. All right, ladies. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, Custodian's here, which means I think it's time to go to happy hour. (laughs) Happy hour's good. Get some drinks. All right, did you get some ideas? I had forgotten all about the name and the balloon idea until we started chatting, so I'm going to have to see about doing that this year. Also, as I was editing the podcast, I was thinking about more tips for packing up. We talked about starting early, but I would also add to start small. I'm a go big or a go home kind of person. So if I'm going to start something, I'm going to complete it all the way. But sometimes I just have to take a step back. So if you're ready to start packing it all up and want to start small, I would recommend choosing one cabinet each day and going through it, cleaning it out, organizing it, throwing stuff away. And if you're staying in the classroom, go ahead and empty everything out of the cabinet and wipe the shelves down. I promise it is worth it. The amount of dust and gunk in there, well, just trust me. In the next week or two, I'll be sending out a how to pack up your classroom printable that you can use as you begin to pack up your room. So make sure that you're on my email list to get it as soon as I send it out. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired to continue being the amazing teacher you are. Make sure to join back next week for a new episode. Oh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review so other great teachers like you can find us.